Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Starting things out with a pretty outrageous story from the Planet Out Network. A weekend raid by law enforcement officers of the Gay Pride Gym in Albuquerque, New Mexico, that left patrons bullied, terrorized, and humiliated Mm. has prompted the ACLU and other groups to inquire into possible civil rights violations there. New Mexico State Police and the Albuquerque Fire Marshal's Office entered and secured the men-only gym at about 10 p.m. Saturday and arrested club manager Ron Cordova on suspicion of selling and dispensing alcohol without a liquor license said the New Mexico Department of Public Safety spokes bureaucrat Peter Olson. But gym patrons, who were forced to lie on the floor, handcuffed with semi-automatic rifles pointed at them, say that if they... They act like alcohol is this dangerous thing. I mean, they serve it in bars. Why do they have to have semi-automatic weapons? Well, you know how it is with these guys, right, Mark? They get the opportunity to tote around their guns and put on their big shiny shields and get the battering ram out. You know how it is with those guys. They get really excited about it. And so that's why. Because they can. Anyway. So the so they say that if the raid was about an alcohol infraction, it was the very least overkill. Ronald, the owner of the gym, who's a 57-year-old gay man from Miami Beach who requested his last name not be used. Or excuse me, that's different Ron. Ron Cordova, manager, this is a different Ron. Ronald uh, said he was visiting New Mexico lone, uh, looking for real estate opportunities when he heard about a social event at Pride Gym on Saturday evening. He said there were about 35 of us there, and most were older men, some in their 70s, eating tacos and chatting. Most of us were fully dressed because it is a legitimate gym with a sauna, but not a bathhouse. Suddenly, a SWAT team carrying weapons, plastic shields, and late gloves. I'm not sure what that means. Latex gloves, maybe? I yeah. think it's missing an X. Uh, burst through the doors and told us to get on the ground. They kept saying, we're not here for you. But they still handcuffed us and kept us on the ground until they could run background checks on all of us. That took about an hour. Sounds like they're here for them. You're going to run background checks and detain me until the, I'm clear. Seems like you're here for me in that particular case. Might as well be. At least one elderly uh, elderly man suffered a panic attack and was taken away by paramedics. A few of the patrons were in the sauna when the raid occurred, and when their towels fell, they were forced to lie on the floor naked, he said. Ronald claimed the police officers led one man into a separate room and took pictures of him. A guy was wearing a leather harness and a jock strap. A female (laughs) officer with a digital camera... (laughs) Took him to a room. We saw about 15 or 20 flashes coming from there and heard lots of laughter. They were having a good old time. It was like the gay Abu Ghraib. (laughs) One customer was arrested on an outstanding warrant during the raid, and five other customers were issued alcohol-related citations, uh, adding that state and local authorities have been cracking down on alcohol violations to curb drunken driving ever since Governor Bill Richardson took office in 2003. The officers were serving a search warrant, and the fire marshal was there to inspect the building. Anytime there's a situation with a large number of people, officers will employ whatever tactics they need to maintain control of the situation. What did they expect would happen if they didn't throw people to the ground, handcuff them, and you know, treat them like criminals? What did they expect would, would go on? I understand it's a gym, so the guys are all pretty well 
you know, maybe a little buff. Or these, at least are old, in, these were old guys. Right. This was after hours at a gym. This was just a little after party at right. the gym. At least in good shape. But none, I mean, I could see where their concern would come from, but they're just gym members. I mean, if somebody makes a break for it, then chase them down. You guys love chasing people down. You're into that stuff. I mean, normally when you go into a situation with law-abiding citizens, they'll do what you ask them to. If you ask them to, you know, stand by as we arrest this guy over here or process some crap, they will. Is there really any need to point guns at people? What are the odds that one of the patrons in this gym at this taco party is going to pull out a weapon and start plugging cops? Right. Now, that would be the only uh, purpose of having a semi-automatic weapon would be, well, um, to be able to to handle somebody who had a semi-automatic weapon, I would guess. Yeah. Um, because if somebody's running away from a uh, an after party at a gym, you as a police officer cannot shoot them in the back. No, you can't. The warrant, he said, rose from tips from locals that alcohol was being served at the Pride Gym. So a bunch of snitches are at fault here. Anytime agents find someone serving alcohol without a license, it causes concern because those proprietors are operating outside of the law. How dare they! There are laws on the books, and that, this is outrageous. Well, not really. Uh, do you have to have a an alcohol-serving permit when you're in your home and you invite your friends over for a party? Is there a permit required for that? No. Or is it only required when you're in a commercially zoned establishment? I mean, how does that work exactly? And how really is it that much different from a private party? This sounds to me like a fairly private, exclusive party. Yeah, it, was, it sounds like a private party that was held in a commercial establishment after hours. Yeah. I, I don't see any reason that uh, they well, would Well, now a lot a of gyms are open fairly late, fairly early, so we could presume the gym was actually open during this particular time frame. Okay. But, but nonetheless, really, what is it that differentiates? Is it really just the commercial zoning? That's the only different factor between this party and a party you could throw at your own house? One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Am I missing something here? Is that all that there is? Because he, it doesn't sound like he was charging for the alcohol, and they didn't make that clear. But when you say they're serving alcohol, that could mean they're just giving it away. Now, is that a factor too? Whether you're charging for it versus not. Anyway, uh, he says it's inaccurate to characterize Saturday night's events as a raid and maintain that officers were not out of bounds. Of course not, as always. Hold on. If you come in with uh, semi-automatic weapons slung over your shoulder oh, and we you knocked. handcuff people no. and lay them on the ground for an hour, you've raided that oh, establishment. We, we knocked nicely. We didn't knock the door. We didn't kick the door in. It's not a raid if we don't kick the door in. <laughs> They'll say whatever they they want to. To make themselves look good. They are not. They just don't care. They'll go in and destroy property, harass your your uh, your clients in this particular case, and just ruin everybody's night. And then they'll shrug it off and say, our officers weren't out of bounds. We're fine. You're the one without a liquor license, pal. Regarding allegations of a female officer taking pictures of a patron and laughing, the bureaucrat had no comment. Community leaders are asking how such an incident could happen and whether gay men were unfairly targeted by law enforcement. Hmm. Well, I mean, that's a good question. It's hard to say. Uh, again, their excuse was that there were was alcohol being served and it happened to be a gay gym. 
Well, so. they uh, took the guy that was in the uh, harness and the jock strap, and they uh, took him into the office and uh, giggled at him and took pictures. Yeah, that certainly doesn't seem appropriate. No, that does not seem appropriate. Alexis, uh, Alexis Blisman, executive director of e- Equality New Mexico, acknowledged the state's aggressive alcohol enforcement policy, but said the ACLU and other groups are investigating whether the raid went beyond protocol, saying the first question to ask is, was it Pride Gym? Was tar- Pride Gym targeted because it caters to gay customers? Then we'll take a very hard look to see if there were any civil rights violations, and if there were, we will be dealing with them. After the raid, the fire marshal's office ordered the building closed, citing, quote, Numerous fire code violations. Well, you know, th- all these fire codes that they have, they could close down any building they wanted to. Because mm. there's such, such nitpicky violations. Right, absolutely. Mean? These violations, they're, they're silly. Uh, is all they're meant to do is to be able to find the crap out of businesses. So basically what you're saying is that if they come into a business and they see violations, they may not necessarily jump on that business if he or she is well politically well-connected? Absolutely true. And as a matter of fact, they generally ignore most of their – they don't even know all their own rules. Figures. These, um, you know, the people that come in and do these uh, fire marshal tests and all that stuff. It was uh, – as a matter of fact, I, I read a book recently. It was called The uh, Walton Street Tycoons. It was a good little uh, libertarian fiction book, and mm-hmm. they used the same premise in the book. And we've seen this before, uh, as far as some of the people that have called this show, who are business owners, who who have been targeted by the cities that they live in for whatever reason, for instance, speaking up at a city council meeting or something like that, letting their voice be heard. They've uh, they've then had the you know the health inspector all of a sudden come by and cite them for the most minimalist minimalist um, infractions. And if you don't pay up, then they're going to shut you down. Same thing with the, with the fire inspector in this case. Just another outrageous case of the government flexing its muscle and its guns and its violence and, uh, and harming people that hadn't harmed others. They were just having a taco party. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site are completely free, so do enjoy those on us. And one of those features is the live streaming, broadband version and dial-up versions of the show. You'll find them both for free at freetalklive.com. And are you prepared for the day the dollar drops to zero? D2Z.org proposes that day is near. Go to D2Z.org and learn how to survive and thrive during the U.S. dollar crisis. D2Z.org. Talking about a pretty outrageous story out of Albuquerque, Albuquerque, New Mexico. They, uh, the police there have raided and shut down a gay gym. Now, I didn't know I I didn't know that gay gyms existed, but hey, great idea. And make it so that uh, people are comfortable to come into a, a, a you know an environment where they're they've got like-minded people around, and I, I think it's a great idea. Uh, but nonetheless, apparently, some in authority not to mention the weird sodomite orgies that go on. Well, now that's alleged. Mark. <laughs> uh, now, in this case, the authorities have decided that it should not uh, continue to go on, and it's not because of any sort of sex. Acts allegedly. It's allegedly. because that there was apparently some alcohol being served. There was a party happening, an after-hour sort of a party, where a number of of the clients, many of whom apparently were in their seventies, uh, a number of their clients were there, sort of having a nice little shindig, and they were having a few drinks, 
I'm sure there were some uh, some hors d'oeuvres. I know there were tacos uh, available. And then the cops bust in and order everybody on the ground at gunpoint. Then they arrest the uh, the guy behind you know the manager of the uh, of the gym. And again, all of this takes a huge amount of people's time. The people were forced to lay on the floor. In many cases, as they waited for their background checks to be run, which took about an hour, apparently. Yeah, God knows. They couldn't hurry that up. And then the fire department comes in, finds a few petty little, uh, petty little violations, and you know, shuts the place down. What's the point of laying, laying a guy on the ground for an hour while you check his background? Why can't he sit in a seat? Control, Mark. It's about control. They are in charge, and you are the peon. You are the serf. You will do as instructed, or you'll have a bullet put in your back, one or the other. Quote, this is the ACLU's rep. He says, our concern is the policy of cracking down on alcohol violations is giving the police a pretext to target businesses they don't like. There's a strong sense in the uh, gay and lesbian community that law enforcement was targeting gays, and it feels a little like a witch hunt. He says the ACLU is urging the fire marshal to allow the gym to reopen after minor changes to its zoning certification with the city and is determining if there was a significant violation of civil liberties. Quote, we were committing no crimes, and not one of us treated the police with any disrespect. If they, well, you know, that's a smart thing to do, considering the cops will bash your head in if you do otherwise. That's really what they want you to do. If they, the police, were trying to prevent drunk driving, why didn't they target the art gallery where I went earlier that night? They were serving wine. Olson said, art galleries are serving, this is the um, government bureaucrat spokesperson, art galleries are serving alcohol have been the focus of similar enforcements in the past, and now they employ professional so did bartenders they take, Did they to take serve all the wine. rich heterosexual people and lay them on the floor for an hour while they processed them? In, in the art galleries? Yeah. That's a good question. I doubt it. Yeah, very unlikely. However, he said he wasn't aware of incidents where gallery patrons were forced to lie on the ground at gunpoint. 1-800-259-9231. I don't see how anyone could support these laws. The laws that were allegedly behind this targeting of this gay gym. The laws that say that you as a business person cannot serve alcohol in your establishment. It's a, it's nothing more than a protection racket for those people who have gone through uh, who have gone through the jump through the hoops and paid the fines and the fees of getting the liquor licenses. That's all liquor licenses are. It's a protection racket, and it's a, it's a bad scene. I know that down. And I don't know if it works the same way in every state, but when we used to live in Florida, I think I heard that the liquor license was several thousand dollars, if not ten thousand dollars at least. I don't know how what sort of time span that gets you, but they're very limited. Well, sort of like how New York City has a limit on the number of taxi cab medallions they give out. The state of Florida has a limit on their liquor licenses, and if there's not one um, available, then you're just SOL. That, that, that's how you do it for bars. That um, you know that they have all different kinds of liquor licenses out there. You can get a special event liquor license. Mm-hmm. For instance, the church that I used to work for um, when I, I had the radio station in it, um, they would get for their special events. Believe it or not, this church had. Uh, you know, uh, beer at their special events. So um, they would get uh, a special liquor license, and you know, no big deal. Just I for believe it. I'd do that if I were having a you know if I were having a special event at a church. It makes sense. You want to get people to show up, right? Serve well, some beer. Yeah, but uh, not every <laughs> church is for beer. I see that Methodists and Baptists aren't going to be serving beer at their events. I just think it's sad. I think that the uh, that the liquor laws need to go away entirely. I think. That would be just fine. There's no reason to have liquor laws except to control people, except to have another excuse to extract money from business people. 
That's all that those things are about. It's not about keeping anybody safe. It's not about protecting the consumer. No, I mean, really, what's the protection? If the government says it's okay for you to have um, to serve liquor at your event, what has changed? No, it's not about protecting the consumers. It's about protecting a special class of businessmen, those who can afford the liquor license. Because if it were about protecting the consumer, then the liquor license wouldn't be around. Because then anybody who wanted to could open up their own bar and start competing in the uh, the liquor business, and therefore prices would come down. Yeah, it's it's likely because um, you can file for one of these special event liquor licenses. But I'll bet if you had a special event every weekend on Friday and Saturday night, <laughs> suddenly things would change. Yeah. It, Price would go up a little bit. Let's go to the phones. You can take control of the airwaves. It is Tom in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live, Tom. Uh, Yes, speaking of the protection racket, let me point out that uh, if you want to sell liquor on somebody else's turf, you know, they get a piece of the action, like the state of New Hampshire, for example. There is a restaurant at the Pheasant Lane Mall which is a shopping mall built along the Tingsboro, Massachusetts, Nashua, New Hampshire line. Okay. And they built their patio out into the landscaping bed outdoors so mm-hmm. they could uh, serve more people. And people go out outside in the nice weather and they order food and drinks in a chair. You're sitting in a chair in Nashua, New Hampshire, and you can literally put your elbow over the railing into Tingsboro, Massachusetts. Uh-oh. But because you are sitting in Nashua, New Hampshire, the state of New Hampshire gets a piece of the action. Here's where it gets tricky with New Mexico. On 11 November of 2006, a 44-year-old man arrived in an airport in New Mexico, allegedly already drunk, mm-hmm. and then drove and bought some more beer and then drove the wrong way on Interstate 25 and killed five people. Oh, boy. And the whole, he arrived on U.S. Airways, and they don't have a New Mexico liquor license <laughs> to serve liquor on airplanes that are flying over and into an airport. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow. They're not serving it on the ground. Right. They serve it when they're up in the air. And... Who's to say they served any of it flying over New Mexico? You Who know, when they're on final landing approach, they pack everything up. Yeah, it seems unlikely that they actually served any liquor at all. But over they New went. Mexico. But they went after U.S. Airways anyway. Oh yeah, and now they're tr- denying them a license because of other violations allegedly committed in the air. It's disgusting. Yeah. Tom, thanks for the call. Try enforcing that rule. Well, you can't over our and New Mexico airspace. You can't serve liquor. <laughs> one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live and Ed Brown update coming up. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll free at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. That by the way is the SACL CAI toll free line for you. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site completely free, including updates. You just get signed up. We clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. You'll know first if you're on the updates list at updates.freetalklive.com. That is updates. Freetalklive.com and the Free State Projects Porcupine Freedom Festivals, better known as Porkfest. It's happening 
right now. It's going all the way through the 24th. At That's, uh, by the way, Sunday. At Porkfest, you'll be able to talk with New Hampshire natives and those who've made the move, as well as hear and discuss the progress and the future of the Free State Project. Register today at Porkfest.com. Find out what the, the schedule is, what things are going on all week long, and all of the activities happening over the weekend at Porkfest.com. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Let's roll into the phone calls and talk to Jeff in Massachusetts, listening on WBNW. Hey, Jeff. Um, hey, how's it going? Uh, great. What's on your mind? Uh, oh, yes. I, I'm listening to your conversation about, uh, about, about booze being served, and you know what? I, I, and, and I'm going to say this in general, that drugs should still remain illegal. Drugs should remain illegal? or uh, Yes. Dr- drugs, drugs should still remain illegal, and I also believe in prohibition, too, by the way, because you see what's happening is this country is getting softened. We're getting softened, we're getting dumbed down, and mm-hmm. one day foreigners are going to come in and take over this country. They're already doing it right now through illegal what immigration. What does that have to do that with sounds like a everything? Every, everything. I'm, I'm going to oversimplify it, and then I'm going to get off the phone. No, 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 no we want to ask you questions. This country is rotting from within and from without. We need to put restraint on our excessive immorality. Sir, are you country. calling for the re- return of alcohol prohibition? Oh yes. Would you I, say I, that the country was more uh, was was uh, stronger and more powerful before, say, I don't know, 1930? Well, well, well. America, America was was decadent before then. I, I'm I'm going to make it simple. And you were I'm, saying that, and we should, that, that we are rotting from the inside. That would indicate yes. that we with, were with, um, at, at a good point at one point in the in the past. And I'm trying to find out when that point is. 1950s. 1950s. The, before sodomite parades, before gay pride, before the oh. rotting from within, before the throwing of prayer out of school. What? Hey guys, uh, it seems have you have a, a problem one. with gay people. Come well, on, those, don't chicken out. Come all on, those stick things, on with us here. You still there? Coward. All those things um, were, you know, I mean, they it was it was legal to own drugs back before 1933. Yeah, you could uh, buy them in stores. Um, if if we were somehow built ourselves up into the 50s. Um, that he said was a good time, which I don't understand. It's so funny how we've uh, taken popular culture and decided that that was true. But, um, you you know, drugs were legal. Uh, You could uh, make liquor in a still. Mm -hmm. You know, I I don't understand. Yeah, I I think you're right. It was a non sequitur, what he was referring to. It doesn't have a damn thing. Uh, He was just sort of naming things he didn't like. Yeah. Uh, And and I I must say I don't like drug use either. I don't think that uh, doing cocaine or doing heroin or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, but you've bit- drank some alcohol in the past. Oh, I, I don't consider alcohol and marijuana to be really um, uh, that much of a problem. Well, they're drugs. Okay. And he considers them a problem. He wanted to bring alcohol prohibition back. Yes, oh. and and he alluded to not liking gay people, which you know he wouldn't let me ask him any questions because he chickened out and hung up the phone. Uh, but it sounded to me like he wanted to do something to gay people too. I bet he would have liked to round them up and throw them into camps while he was at it. Shutting down all everybody's fun. Yeah, Americans are having too much fun. I don't like it when your people are out there drinking and smoking things. Everyone should be just how I want them to be. Everyone should act just how I determine they should act because I'm an authoritarian jerk. And um, terminology like rotting from the inside and all that stuff is is a generalization. Um, To say that America's rotting from the inside, some people have, you know... Emotional and uh, physical disabilities that uh, you know, that, that including drug uh, dependency, that causes them to quote unquote rot. But not everybody does. And to make just a generalization that America, the empire, right. is it's fading now. We're we're uh, close to the decadent Roman Empire. Uh, 
which sure. and to suggest really that you, was overrun by large government, not by its own decadence. Right, and to suggest that you could solve this problem, if it even is, if it, if it even is, uh, is a problem, to suggest you could solve it by cracking down hard on the American people and throwing more Americans into the jail cells of America. I mean, right. that's going to solve the problem. That's, that's going to fix things. All of a sudden, make the core of America healthy and because shiny they, again. They've been trying really, really hard to get rid of drugs by throwing lots of people in jail, and yeah. it's not working. Apparently, it hasn't been enough. Apparently, um, the people rotting in jail aren't rotting from the inside, though. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. By the way, I got a, uh, a nice quote from our buddy down there at uh, WBNW in Boston, Scotty mm-hmm. McCall, the general manager of the station. Because, as you know, Mark, we do these uh, Talkers Magazine ads, and I like to get... You know, I get I get quotes from our uh, our friends at radio stations to uh, say how much they like the show and all that sort of good thing. And so we've got one from our buddy down in Boston now. And, and what, here's he what he had to say about us. Free Talk Live is exciting, thought-provoking, and a breath of fresh air. Truly a wave of the future. And we're proud to be involved with the success of their passion for freedom. Like it. Sweet. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, 1-800-259-9231. Let's go to Daniel in California. You're on Free Talk Live, Daniel. Are you rotting from the inside? Uh, no. No? You sure about that? I just want to comment that your last caller is a lunatic. Yes, he's a, a madman. I mean, uh, to, <laughs> he just doesn't realize. Somebody needs to tell him that, the, you know, one of the main reasons uh, the funding for a lot of the crap going around this world has been funded because of the simple facts that drugs are illegal. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, the the drug war drives huge profits for uh, terrorists and other gangsters and criminals in the world. Exactly. Well said. What else do you well, have? What mind? I really called for it was um, I heard on CNN today that um, they decided to run a story that uh, Ron Paul um, was uh, had hired his, one of his relatives and was paying him with campaign contributions, which, by the way, is actually absolutely legal. And they are basically trying to smear him well, uh, on CNN today. One quarter of the representatives in the uh, House of Representatives do, does the, does this. Exactly, yeah. One quarter of them. And as far as I'm concerned... This it, is great news. You can, um, you can, uh, if, you, if you can pay a pa- family member to do a job that you can trust them more, and mm-hmm. if they're competent to do the job, I don't care. I think it's great news because I think it's a ploy to smear his smear his campaign. Of course, really. it's a smear uh, a smear tactic, but nonetheless, they're paying attention to him as a result, and I think it's good. I, I think all publicity is good publicity, as far as I'm concerned. It, it got Ron Paul an article in uh, on CNN or a story on CNN. It might not have been the most favorable of stories, uh, but nonetheless, some attention I think is better than no attention. And by the way, it was on Lou Dobbs. Oh, okay. Well, hey, other news about Ron Paul is that he's been excluded from apparently an upcoming debate at the end of this month in Iowa. Yeah. And oh, I, wow. I, are the details on his website, Mark? Do you know that? Because I saw an email come out, and I presume that they're going to be available at ronpaul2008.com or ronpaulhq.com, one of the other Ron Paul sites, to give you the names and the phone numbers of the people that you can call in Iowa to express your outrage and you know ask them to reconsider. Do you, do you want that information? It's there's it's pointless to give it out on okay. air, but if you found it on a website, we can give the site out, Mark, and then um, you know, I happen let to have know. in my email, but um, it's Ron Paul 2008. We'll have it. You okay, just go to go good there. deal, Daniel. Thank you for the call. Appreciate hearing thank from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's roll into uh, an email. We'll talk about Ed Brown next hour. Ben says, "Hey, I'm a pretty hardcore libertarian, and I've recently been trying to explain my point of view to some of my friends." 
I usually get pretty far with them, but I seem to end up getting stuck on one point. Roads. And, and it seems to ruin... No, believe it or not, I don't think it is Rhodes. Uh, it seems to ruin the entire argument for me. Let me explain by giving a hypothetical situation. Let's say you're a pregnant mother, and you give birth to a baby in the back of a Walmart for some reason. Just because the baby was born inside the Walmart doesn't mean that it's exempt from the rules, correct? It's not all right for the baby to steal things from the Walmart. This is because Walmart is private property, and it gets to set the rules. It's not all right for the baby to steal things from, uh, again, the Walmart. If you are on Walmart's property for any reason, you must obey their rules, or they can use force to remove you or stop you. Now, isn't the United States, in a certain sense, like a giant business? Its land was acquired by a group of men who set up a bunch of rules, such as the Constitution and a system of government. And he goes on with his uh, with his question, uh, the analogy, which is a bad analogy, and we'll explain why. No, the United States is not like a business. In fact, it doesn't have anything in common with a business. But we'll analyze his question and uh, get into detail in your calls as well at 800-259-9231. And maybe an authoritarian will call in who isn't a coward. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free. We do ask that you voluntarily support the show, and one of the ways you can do that is by shopping with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You know Amazon, they're the world's largest Internet retailer. I mean, they've got it. If you're looking for something, odds are good they're selling it, at least if it's a brand new uh, product. And they have a huge used section, too. And here's the coolest part. You go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com to do your shopping and we'll get a percentage of your purchase. So you get the products that you're going to buy anyway, whether they be groceries or the a hot new DVD or, or something else in their 41 categories of products, furniture. I mean, they've got everything. Um, you add it to your cart. It gets delivered to your door. You don't have to you know, deal with traffic or parking lots or accidents or anything like that. You get all the products you need and great prices, too. And you help Free Talk Live out all at the same time. Amazon.freetalklive. Dot com. Back into the email from Ben. He said he's he's got a problem when he's discussing liberty with some of his friends. Keeps getting stuck on on the same point. And he says, "Isn't the United States, in a certain sense, like a giant business?" He says it's a la- its land was acquired by a group of men who set up a bunch of rules, such as the Constitution and a system of government. We've decided to join and be in their country. Isn't it our responsibility to follow the rules that they set forward? Well. And he's got more points, but I want to rebut what he's gotten to already, and that is that we haven't decided to join um, under their rules. The way the system was set up was that they these guys went and they created this government without anybody's consent except their own. They created this government that is allegedly to protect the rights, uh, you know, your right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of, of happiness. But um, no one ever else signed on to that besides the original signers of the Constitution. They were it. Now, you and I, we've never signed an explicit agreement that said that we agreed to all their rules. So there's no way under common law that anybody could be considered to be bound by those. So I just wanted to point that out. It doesn't have any resemblance whatsoever to a business. Yes, when you do go into Walmart or Burger King or wherever, if it says no shoes, no service on the door, you know what you're going to get. And you're consenting to that by, uh, again, walking in the front door. Um, and, I mean, 
there's just they're two completely different worlds. One is voluntary, the other isn't. Well, I, the, the tack I take on this particular one is um, is a practical one. The fact is, um, the as as the United States has grown, it the federal gov- government has become more important, and state and local governments have become less important, and that's really. A problem in general. Yeah. For one, it's it's unconstitutional, um, which that's right. The states and local localities let's were to point decide. out that, that these men that made these rules, um, you know, they they wrote this this original set of rules, and they're vi- and the guys that are enforcing it now are violating the crap out of these rules. Yes. So I don't understand exactly why it is I have to follow the rules, but when, they don't. But they don't. Great point. Um, but secondly, this is uh, the states are meant to be crucibles of democracy to some extent. They're 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 meant to rule themselves. Mm-hmm. That way, you have a choice of fifty different places to live right. inside the United States, and you can make decisions. So one place might decide that abortion should be legal. One place might decide that it should be illegal. And you get to choose. Uh, and you get to choose. Right. Now, um, I think that abortion could probably come. You know, it, it's it's not the. It, I shouldn't have used it as the example in the sense um, that uh, you know it sort of applies to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness which is a Bill of Rights issue, and, and that should apply to all the states. But either way, um, I think that uh, states or local municipalities should be making decisions. That way people have choices. It certainly would be when a hell of a lot Walmart, um, You could choose between Walmart, Big K, uh, you can choose uh, Target, you can choose any of these department yeah. stores, but you, you really can't do that in the world. Um, you get to choose between the Not United so States much. and uh, a few other – there might be a few countries in the world that are freer in the certain areas that you care about, but there aren't, likely aren't many, and this country is getting less free there's all no, the time. Right, and you can't really choose effectively between countries because there's no open-door policy. It's not like Walmart where you can just swing a door open and walk in. In the, uh, the, other, in the cases of all the other countries around the world, there's paperwork and fees, and it's, it's like a membership club as opposed to – a business that's open to uh, to the public if you want to con- continue drawing bad analogies. But anyway, let's continue with his points. He says, don't they have the right to use force on us if we disobey their rules? Well, theoretically, if you had agreed to the rules in the first place, like in a private club or something like that, then yes, they would have the ability to use force on you um, if you disobey the rules. But you never agreed, did you? He says, is it... It is, of course, a really fancy and intricate business, and the owners of it allow us to have property and certain flexible rights within the country. But isn't it our choice to stay here? No, um, because you can't really go anywhere else. There's no, uh, there's no other options. You have to stay here or go and follow everybody else's rules, uh, follow all the other government's rules around the world. There's no free choice. If there were, everybody would be in the free place. He says, I don't want to sound like a crazy Republican, but isn't it true that if we don't like it, we can always just get the heck out? Is this analogy false in some manner? I would really appreciate it if you could help me find a way to deny this reasoning so I can keep spreading the word of freedom and liberty. But it seems pretty solid to me. I think that it is one of the more solid arguments out there is that... uh you do have the choice to leave, and that's the freedom that you have. Um, the United States is giving you the freedom and your choice of government by allowing you to leave, which it just is not bare- if you don't just have a passport. doing at this point. Not if you don't have a passport. But um, you're not free to leave. What well, I would also say is there is no country in this world that has the the um, heritage of liberty like the United States. That's true. The United States has a heritage of liberty, and the big government authoritarians have come in and chipped away at it, and they've done so illegally. If you look at the Bill of Rights, 
and you read them for what they are, the United States government is operating largely unconstitutionally, which means illegally. Mm. Now, they may have written laws down and... and uh, 400, uh, 51% of 435 uh, people and then uh, another 50% of the Senate and, and then some jackball named the president um, sign these into uh, law. But that doesn't make them legal if they're not constitutional. You cannot violate the Constitution. If it's an issue of law, the Constitution is the highest law in the well, land, and it's being broken You're making regularly. good points. You're making good points, Mark. But the, they could still say, if you don't like it, you can get the heck out. If you don't like how this country's run, you can get the house. All right, we know they're violating the Constitution, but no one's forcing you to stay here. Or are they? Because there was a certain point in Nazi Germany when uh, the Jews certainly were not free to leave. And you and I today, I'm not saying we're to that point yet, but we're not exactly free to leave either. And as you pointed out, and rightly so, this country does have a history of liberty, which means that compared to anywhere else in the world... America is the most likely place to actually be able to get back to a status of liberty because of that history. Right. Because of we have founding fathers. That legacy. Right. If, if if I read to you uh, some liberty-minded statement from a guy named Prudhon or something like that, it's obvious that guy's not American, and it doesn't have the validity if I um, that I that it would if I read to you a freedom-oriented statement out of the mouth of George Washington mm -hmm. or Thomas Jefferson or James Madison because everybody knows they're the founding fathers of this country and what they say as far as the law matters. So I've got to say that, um, you know, we have the uh, the heritage in this country. The, the liberty-minded individuals right. have the heritage, and the authoritarians are only operating from fear. Right. That's all they've got is they've got their laws and they've got their yelling. They've got their media outlets and they can yell louder than some of us can at this point. And that's what they do. If you don't like this country, get out. That's what they get on out. We don't want your tap around here. Well, sorry, you live in a supposedly free country. Right. Which means that I'm free to try to change it back to the way it, in my opinion, should be. And that is a, a land of liberty. And if you don't like that, then you should get out. How about that? I can use the same retarded argument just like they do. You don't like that I'm working for liberty? F off. Because I have, thankfully, I still have that freedom. I still have the freedom of speech. Uh, you know, some some people get on our airwaves and say, you know, uh, my grandparents fought for your freedom to spew this garbage on the airwaves, you anti-American scum. Well, you know what? I'm not anti-American. I'm uh, I don't like this government. I love America. I love liberty. I love what America stood for at one time and, and allegedly still stands for today. And damn it, I'm willing to uh, to dedicate my life to getting that back, to going back to freedom. And if you want to threaten me and tell me to get out, well, then that's your freedom of speech, too. Congratulations, buddy. You can speak, too, in America. We still have that freedom. But I am not free to leave, nor do I want to leave. I'm going to continue fighting for liberty here. And if they throw me into a gulag, then so be it. 1-800-259-9231. So, yes, it, it is not uh, analogous, or no, rather, it is not analogous to a business in any way, shape, or form. Businesses, uh, you, the deals that you enter in in regards to businesses are based on consent. Government is based on coercion. Two completely different worlds. 
You take control. Hour two is on the way. The latest on the Ed Brown situation and a marriage debacle uh, from Bradenton, Florida. That and your calls as well. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and we're launching in to hour number two of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It is Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features on our website are totally free, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Gardner Goldsmith joining us in the midst of the show. Yes. Thanks for letting me stop by. I yeah. really appreciate it. Well, Sorry I couldn't join you last night. You know, you're a dedicated man, Gard. Uh, <laughs> I ca- talked to you yesterday, and you said you couldn't make it, because normally you do Monday nights with us. Yeah, yeah. He said he couldn't make it, and, uh, you know, no, that's no problem. Well, then you said, well, I, I'm getting off work a little bit late tomorrow. I'd still like to come. I said, you sure, man? You, dri- you drive oh. an hour and a half to get here. Oh, definitely. Uh, just for two hours? Is that going to be worth it to you? And you said, okay, 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 I'll be there. Okay, fine. You know, I'm not paying you for the gas, so it if is. you want to come in, we love having you here. It's my it. pleasure. I'm really glad to be with you guys. So thank you. you great uh, work. Thank you for coming out. Really no appreciate that. Uh, let's do an Ed Brown update, and then we'll talk about a wedding disaster out of uh, one of our old stomping grounds, Bradenton, Florida, as a matter of fact. But first, to Plainfield, New Hampshire, and ABC News' report on Ed and Elaine Brown and Randy Weaver, to boot, apparently, uh, calling the federal agents surrounding his fortified compound guns for hire. A New Hampshire man convicted of tax evasion uh, vowed today that he and his wife would fight U.S. Marshals to the death if they tried to capture them. Do not under any circumstances make any attempt on this land, said Ed Brown. We will not accept any tomfoolery by any criminal element, be it federal, state, or local, said Ed Brown in a press conference from the stoop of his concrete-clad home in Plainfield, New Hampshire. And I did see a photo from this particular press conference, beyond the one they're running um, from a video um, grab on ABC News. Mm. But there were a fair amount of reporters that turned out for this. Yeah, they said there were about 12 different news agencies over there. Yeah, That's good news. I'm I'm glad that people were paying attention. And I had heard a rumor before the press conference that it had been called off, and I thought, oh no, that's a huge mistake. If they were to to call the press conference and then, you know, have all these news reporters get ready to come out just to have it called off, you call another one, they're not going to want to come out. Yeah. To the next one. Yeah, and so, I think it's, it's probably smart that Randy Weaver was there, although he had to go in under the guise of being an independent reporter. Really? Because otherwise he would have been uh, nailed for a- aiding and, bet- and abetting a, a felon. Well, I know they've been threatening that. The, uh, the, 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 the chief in charge of the U.S. Marshals, I think his yeah. last name is Monier or Stephen Monier. Um, he has threatened that anyone who aids and abets Ed and Elaine Brown will be p- possibly subject to arrest and prosecution. Of course, those threats haven't really done anything to deter those who are helping Ed and Elaine, and I think that's great. I think that uh, people are being very courageous in this uh, in this particular situation. Brown and his wife Elaine, who, by the way, isn't um, photographed here. The ABC News is running a photo, uh, a video grab from some of their footage, and you can see Randy Weaver and Ed Brown, but I find it interesting (laughs) that they excluded Elaine Brown. You don't see the woman, the innocent, very tiny woman. Yes, she is a very tiny, um, just a sweet, sweet old lady, and I think that they're trying to paint these guys as, you know, wackaloons, basically. Mm -hmm. And if you put the old lady in the picture, then people are going to wonder, what the hell's going on here? 
she doesn't look threatening. She doesn't look dangerous. She looks like my, my grandmother. And she could be. She's in her 60s, and now they want to put these people in a jail cell. Uh, for 63 months, they were sentenced in absentia, meaning they did not show up to the court, for failing to pay so-called more than 100, or excuse me, $1 million in income tax. The couple, however, insists there is no law that requires citizens to pay income tax. He says, there is no law. We looked and looked, Brown told reporters. He and his supporters, including Randy Weaver, the leader of the 1992 standoff with the ATF agents at Ruby Ridge, Idaho, told the press that the government that the government has unlawfully tricked people into believing they have to pay income tax, knowing full well that such a law would be unconstitutional. Quote from uh, Ed Brown, We will defend it to the death. This is 1776 all over again. You cannot tax someone's labor because that is slavery. So finally, Ed Brown is getting the right message out. His old message was, show me the law. His new message is, not only is there not a law, but the reason why there isn't a law is because it would be institutionalized slavery if there were. Right. Yeah. And, you know, the, the fact is, we are the slaves of the federal government. If the federal government can tell us... It's just a big plantation. It really, it really is. It can tell us that um, if you're working, we take... 50% of your wages, 40% of your wages, whatever percentage, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if we, we extract that portion by force, then and, and then they um, get debts. They, they, they go out and buy things and, and accrue debt based on our labor. I mean, that is their resource. Yeah, they're they not are even, mining us. They're not even satisfied enslaving us. They have to enslave the people that the, to whom we might give birth because mm. they're so in debt. And you know what's amazing? You, you see that article, and supposedly they owe a million dollars, okay? All right, well, uh, regardless of the legality or illegality of the 16th Amendment and then the U.S. tax code and things like that, mm -hmm. uh, question, given the percentages spent in the federal budget on all the various things on which they shower their money, do Our you money. think exactly? Yeah. Do you think that the Browns would have spent that money better, or the federal government? Do you think that there's anything on the, that the federal government could have gotten with that one million dollars that would have been an improvement over what the Browns use that money on? Well, someone could make the, or someone could make the argument that uh, well, the federal government needs to spend this money on defense, keep you safe. Well, that's why I mentioned in the in the sentence earlier. Uh, that's why I mentioned given the percentages of 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 the federal uh, budget, the largest percentage is not defense. The well, largest percentage is welfare and social spending and social security. No, no, no. Not, not under the Bush administration. Just barely. They're about 50-50, um, those two numbers you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And it's just barely over 50 now for defense okay. under the Bush administration. But it doesn't really matter. Somehow or another, we managed to defend this country before 1913 when we had an income tax. How the hell did we do it for more than 100 years? How did we defend this country without a federal income tax? Mm -hmm. And yeah. repel that invasion. That is a yeah. non sequitur. To say that we can't have defense because we um, wouldn't have a, an income tax is ludicrous it, it would be Listen the only only an argument made by a moron i like you with your That's new true. logical fallacies right. yeah. Mark, good job with that no it's just too much caffeine <laughs> 1-800-259-9231 anyway so uh ed brown is saying you can't tax someone's labor because that is slavery and that is the most accurate most sensible thing i've heard ed brown say um he's he's a, he's he seems to be an honest a good guy uh, he's under a lot of pressure. A lot of people have tried to sort of uh, badmouth Ed because he may c come off a little kooky in some instances. He may come off a little religious zealot in some other instances. And the man's under a lot of pressure. He's got the the U.S. Marshals 
out for his butt, and uh, they want to throw him in a jail cell. And so I can understand that he would be a little bit loopy at some times, staying up late, not getting a lot of sleep. Thankfully, his wife is back now. There was a time when they were separated, and then she had the courage to actually come back to Ed, which was just an amazing story because the judge had ordered her to stay with her son in Massachusetts, yeah. um, and and she denied that judge's order, and she went back to Ed, and now they're back together, and I think that did a lot to ground him. I think that a lot did a lot to bring him back down to earth, and here he is making the, the most salient point that one can make about taxes, and if you look at the U.S. Constitution, and this is one of the, the points that the, uh, the tax freedom advocates will make, they'll say that there's a clear prohibition against slavery in the U.S. Constitution, and so therefore, the way the tax code is written, it has to be voluntary. It has to. Otherwise, it's a clear violation of the prohibition against slavery, and therefore it'd be invalid. So that's what they're trying to point out here. And I, I'm, I'm very pleased that some news agencies, in this case ABC News, took the time to write up a report on this. That's because a lot of them have been shutting it out. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have been pretending nothing's going on. They, they don't want to acknowledge that Ed Brown even exists. And... So thank goodness they're getting some uh, some coverage. A little more from from this story. Carrying a pistol in his waistband, which is how he was when when I saw him several months ago. Uh, Brown also insisted he couldn't receive a fair trial in a federal court because the court system falls under Freemasonry. There are no longer any lawful courts, he says. The Freemasons have taken over our nation. They want to take over our nation and all nations on the planet. Brown said Weaver, whose son was killed by federal agents and and his wife was killed too. They don't mention that. Uh, and who later received a hundred thousand dollar settlement from the government said he was there to support the Browns, saying, I'd rather die on my feet right here than die on my knees under this de facto government. He said, bring it on. Despite months of surveillance and reports of agents hiding in the woods of the couple's 110-acre compound, it's not a compound, it's a nice house in New Hampshire on a beautiful piece of property. It's not a compound. U.S. Marshals said this morning that the Browns' Plainfield, New Hampshire home was not surrounded by their officers. Well, it was last week. (laughs) More on the way, 800-259-9231. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the website are totally free, so do enjoy those on us. Some of those features include archives, an entire year's worth of the show, right there on the front page of the website for your download and convenience for free. freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep those clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. Do Excuse me. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. So as you know, uh, if you've been listening and if you're just tuning in, uh, Ed Brown and Elaine Brown are still holed up in their Plainfield, New Hampshire home, having been sentenced to 63 months in federal prison for allegedly not paying taxes. And they are uh, they had a press conference yesterday, which was attended by, according to Gardner, uh, about a dozen uh, people, a, a dozen members of the press, and ABC News apparently was in attendance, and they've done a fairly extensive article 
it's it's somewhat fair, I would say. Again, they're using sort of the uh, the terminology, the biased terminology against Ed and Elaine, calling their their home a compound. Yeah, compound. Uh, I've been inside uh, Ed and Elaine's home, and it's just a very it, nice house. Every news story so far has either called it a uh, compound or a fortified home. Right. Yeah. Um, and at this point, I think it's almost the the news the, the news stories they'd be they'd be um, going against the tide to even say that it wasn't. You know? I, yeah, I think a lot of them don't even know. Some of them who have gone up there probably haven't even been able to, to get around it and look around it, so they'll just call it a compound just like everybody else. Right. In the uh, Manchester, New Hampshire Union Leader, they're calling it a concrete castle. A fortress! Yes, yes, a <laughs> castle. And uh, I should mention, Ian, you know, we were, we were talking, you were talking a little bit about Randy Weaver stopping mm-hmm. by and so on, and of course he was a white separatist, and, and that paints That's him what in I've a heard, sort yes. of uh, uh, bad light. But uh, you know, what happened to him and his family... Uh, is uh, certainly one of the most egregious examples of uh, of government malfeasance Absolutely. of the last century. And I think it's quite interesting because uh, with Randy Weaver there, he obviously attracts more attention right. that was not really being given to the Browns in the past couple of weeks. It was strange because when they first had the problem back in January... Uh, the, you know, Fox News was there. Everybody was there. And then uh, just recently, uh, this Paris Hilton thing was in the news, and Randy, I mean, uh, Ed Brown and his wife weren't there. Mm-hmm. One of the fascinating things that uh, that I noticed was on one of the radio stations uh, out of Manchester, New Hampshire, I mentioned to uh, to you guys off the air, I wanted to mention it to the listeners, is that um, the reporter characterized Randy Weaver as a free stater. Ooh. Mm. And... This is, I think, extremely... Has Randy Weaver signed up for the Free State Project? Because I didn't know that. I didn't no, know that either. Not to and my knowledge. Um, and, and it should be pointed out that the Free State Project has a very strict policy against racism. Right. Um, you are... Is Randy Weaver a racist? I don't know. I, you know what? We're, we're sitting here saying that he's a white separatist. But believe it or not, in the ABC News article, you would expect they would drop that little clue yeah. but they don't mention it in their article interesting so i don't i don't know I, that's just what i've heard i i was certainly i'm open to having confirmation or someone deny that mm. um but so right now it would seem to me that abc news would have taken the opportunity to, yeah, to wedge that you know, in there yeah, yeah. to, to yeah. attack him a bit there yeah it, well what what bugs me a lot is uh this is either uh, this man, this uh Manchester radio station is either an example of a very sloppy reporting and laziness because anybody who works in radio especially in a news department knows that typically what they'll do is they'll get the associated press reports that come from the mm-hmm. state capitol they rip them the reports are designed to be read in 15 30 second or 1 minute right. uh chunks and then they just read them. It's called rip and read. It's it's the the sign of a very sloppy reporter <laughs> uh, and very lazy. And uh, so that was either ripped and read, and it and that sort of uh, approach, which would mean that it also he was also labeled that way across the country if it was an AP story. Exactly. If it was an AP story, and that that tells you something about what the AP is trying to do. Either the AP is very lazy, or they're trying to depict the Free State Project as being attached with militia groups and things like that. I, I would lean toward it being, you say you know the girl who did the reports, you're yeah. going to try to find out. I yeah. would lean toward it being her um, yeah. her ad lib, if you will, yeah. because it really wouldn't mean much to anyone anywhere else. New, New Hampshire people, 
more so than anywhere in, in the country, are aware of the Free State Project. Right. But people in Alaska or California, Free Stater, that's just going to yeah, bounce right point. off them. Yeah, yeah, uh, let's yeah. continue with a story from ABC News about the press conference yesterday held at the Ed Brown household. The U.S. Marshal Stephen Monnier made an effort to uh, starkly contrast the actions of the marshals with those of the ATF agents who besieged Ruby Ridge in 1992. In addition to Weaver's son, one federal agent was killed in that incident. I don't know why they keep leaving out his wife. She was killed, too. Uh, Monnier said, there is no standoff and the house is not surrounded. We have no intention of assaulting the house or engaging in a violent confrontation. Well, why was the house surrounded last week, sir? Why did you surround the house with guys in armored personnel carriers and trucks and camo paint and, and toting around uh, weapons? Why was that all going on when you were allegedly going to serve a search warrant or serve a seizure warrant on Ed, uh, Elaine Brown's dentist office another town over in Lebanon, New Hampshire? Why yeah. was it that you had to surround their home? And why, not only did you surround the home, but why did you force the neighbors out? Remember, Ed Brown has a 110-acre property. I mean, if Ed Brown takes off and runs through the woods with his pistol, it's not like that's going to put the neighbors in any sort of jeopardy. He's on 110 acres. And, you know, it's amazing. If they had gone there just uh, and they were armed in order to defend themselves because they thought Ed Brown might do something mm-hmm. uh, you know, uncalled for and, and, and radical, then why didn't they inform the Plainfield Police Department that they were moving in. Really? That was one of the big deals. I didn't deals. know that. It was amazing. I was watching the news the other night, and uh, they had a state senator, Peter Burling, on, who's a hardcore lefty. Mm-hmm. I mean, a real socialist. And um, and he was being interviewed, and he said, hey, you know what? He, and he's of the mindset, we just want this over. The, the people should just come out and give themselves up, and so on and so forth. Okay. Uh, but he did make uh, a point, that, which I was able to pull out of it, which was that none of the local officials were informed that the federal government was mm. coming in. None of them, and they resented State incredibly. police were. State police were involved in this. Yeah, the local local cops, the chief of police, nobody knew. Interesting. And yeah, and they were kicking people out of their homes. It's incredible. So if you weren't surrounding uh, with an intention of assaulting the house, what the hell were you doing? Monnier said he believed Weaver would attend the press conference with the Browns. Uh, he said Weaver and others, some of whom are believed to have brought the couple weapons, have been freely allowed to enter Brown's property. Quote, there's no reason to block Weaver People are free to exercise their First Amendment rights. We're not setting up roadblocks or surrounding the house. Again, that's on that day. They did it again. They did it last week. In April, Ed and Elaine Brown were sentenced in absentia to 63 months in prison for failing to pay more than $1 million in taxes, alleged the federal government. Since failing to appear in court, the couple has remained within their concrete fortified walls of their rural New Hampshire home. Is it unusual for walls to have concrete in them in New Hampshire? Uh, not many, a lot of homes have concrete, especially they were built a long time ago. Cinder block homes, uh, brick homes, right. concrete particularly is common in some of the uh, less expensive homes in places like Manchester right. I mean, and it's, Nashville, it's New a, Hampshire. It's a good building material. It doesn't mean that they're trying to, you know, make yeah. their home does bomb-proof. It, it, does that mean all the homes in um, New Hampshire or the United States that are built of concrete blocks are fortified? Are compounds. Yeah, they're compounds. compounds. Yep. Yeah. 1-800-259-9231. That means I've got a compound. Compound for sale down in Florida right now, as a matter of fact. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. More on Ed Brown coming up. This 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. And some of those features include the wiki, over 1,350 pages created by listeners just like you. It's all for free. It's like the listener-editable version of our website, wiki.freetalklive.com. Get you to it. That's wyki.freetalklive.com. Opportunistic lawyers, judges, future ex-spouses, disgruntled ex-employees, and meddling bureaucrats. These people want your money, home, and car. What have you done to protect yourself? At KeepYourAssets.net, they're experts in sheltering your wealth. Go to KeepYourAssets.net and take their asset protection crash course today. They'll show you how to keep your assets. That's KeepYourAssets.net. Net. So a few more thoughts about the Ed Brown situation. There was a fairly large press conference at his house, and ABC News did a fairly balanced story about it, pointing out that uh, you know he and his wife Elaine are still holed up in their Plainfield, New Hampshire home. They had a, a nice press conference where they pointed out that taxation is slavery, rightly so. Yeah. They're absolutely right about that, and they aren't giving up. In fact, uh, Brown said he and his wife had enough supplies to wait out the government no matter how long it lasted. A couple doesn't use air conditioning and can chop down trees for firewood if necessary. You know, you can get away with not using air conditioning in, in New Hampshire. Somehow, you, you wouldn't if they had a quote-unquote compound in Florida, mm-hmm. they'd die. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> well, actually, I grew up without air conditioning in Florida, but if you have an attic You weren't fan, 63, though. I mean, that's... No. Uh, you would brutal. die younger, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so, you know, the Ed Brown story continues. We will continue to keep them up to date. The federal marshals, the U.S. marshals continuing to bluster and, you know, puff themselves up and make themselves look all scary. But they have not yet made any moves on the Brown, uh, the Brown household. And, of course, we'll bring them to you if they do. But one of my... Uh, one of my most despised objections in regards to Ed and Elaine Brown is that, hey, this isn't fair. You, you need to go in there and shut these guys down. This is, they're getting away with it, not paying taxes, and we have to pay taxes, so you guys need to go in there and shut them down. There's sort yeah. of this, that's sort of the mentality of the anti-Ed Brown crowd is that yeah. it's a cycle of abuse, right? right? I've been abused. I've been paying taxes all my life. I'm and now enslaved someone, to the American government. Right. Somebody, so somebody decided to leave the plantation. One of the slaves decided to leave the plantation, and I'm very upset about it. Well, I'm, I personally, as a slave of the f- plantation, I file my taxes every year. Mm-hmm. I personally, as a slave, am cheering Ed Brown on. I want hey. him to be able to run as far and as long as he can. I don't have a lot of hope for him. I think that the uh, taskmaster will get out there and uh, you know bring the whip out and and do something terrible to Ed Brown, and that's the reason I'm still on the plantation. Fear. They're going to have to if they want to contain, maintain the status quo. Ian, you hit it right on the money when you when you mentioned these people coming out and boisterously and vociferously saying, "Why don't these people just pay up? Why don't these guys move in on these guys and get this over with?" Yeah, kill well, them. Kill them. I was over at the Union Leader website earlier. I just called it up on my computer and uh, they have a uh, a couple pictures. Uh one is a picture of Randy Weaver who has a photograph he's holding up of his wife mm. and uh and baby. And uh, um but there are comments who died at the hands of the ATF. Absolutely. One shot through the back, uh one shot through the head, his wife. Oh my. And um 
But they they and they also have a picture. Wasn't of she Anna carrying Lane. a baby at the time? She yeah, was she was shot? carrying a baby. Right. Yep. And uh, but the interesting thing is commentary at the bottom on their website is exactly like like what you're saying. Can you read some excerpts? Uh, let's see. Enough is enough with the Browns getting all this attention. The fact that they are being lauded by anyone for tax evasion is un-American. Oh my. We all pay taxes. It is time for them to do the same. Who do they think is paying for our soldiers overseas? Who protected our country? What if they don't want to pay for the soldiers? Oh right. man! Who's to say that exactly. the soldiers overseas a good thing? And the and the vitriol it's a good thing. And the vitriol from these people continues. It's they, incredible. It just pours out from them. They're so they're so beaten down into submission. They so believe in the system. They are outraged when when somebody decides to step outside of it and say I've. Had yeah. it. Uh, Ed Brown is one of the most courageous, and his wife Elaine, two of the most courageous people that. Uh, now I've never met Elaine, but I've met Ed, and he's one of the most courageous men I've ever encountered. Yeah, and and yeah, he's he's clearly very nervous, very paranoid, and he has ideas and thoughts that are not in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one would say, you know, I don't know if I'm going to hang around with the guy for more than a couple hours if I meet the guy, but shoot, he's not causing me any problems. Nope. He hasn't aggressed against me. This guy, Jeremy Funk from Boulder, Colorado, is the one who said that. He says, give it up, Browns. Pay your taxes. Shut your mouth and stop forcing your way into the media. Oh, forcing? I see. They're leaving their homes so they can get into the media. Wait, Ed Brown has pointed weapons at the media and Let us on. Them? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Now, the next, it's interesting because in the Union Leader article, they mentioned that the Browns have windmills and solar panels, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that will provide them power despite the, the federal government trying to you know, stop them. And uh, one guy says, uh, let me see if I can find this here, he says that they, they should shoot out the Browns' windmills and, and knock, knock out their solar panels. Get it over with. Mm. Yeah, you know, violence. These, these uh pro-military types, they're all the same. I mean, they, they would love to see some F-4s go in and just drop napalm bombs on the uh, um, the, the Brown uh, situation. And these same people want to solve our problems overseas uh, with Iraq as though we didn't create those problems in the first place mm. by just bombing that into a parking lot. As a matter Violence of fact, is the answer if, if Canada stepped out of line, they'd want to nuke Canada. These people are violent psychopaths. Yes. They should not be listened to. Well, they've trained. They've been trained to be that way by the system. They uh, they've been brought up in government schools where they were taught, maybe not so explicitly, but they were taught in the subjects that they learned about history and how the government operates and what the government does. They've been taught that violence is an is an appropriate way to solve a problem. Right. Look, it's what the government does. You know, you know, I think to myself, what if I were in the place, I were a totally different person, and I didn't have the sort of libertarian uh, principles and ideals mm-hmm. that I have. What would I do if I were in a situation where, okay, you know, I, I think, yeah, um, the Browns aren't going to come out unless we uh, bring violence against them. Um, if there were other laws that other people had broken... Um, whether whatever whatever it might be jaywalking or somebody didn't pay his speeding tickets and he refused to give himself up. What types of laws? At what threshold would I say? Okay, you know what? I don't think it's worth the fight, or you know, I don't think I'm going to go after these guys because the pressure that is on the government to get the Browns for what they're doing right. is monumental. They can't let the Browns go free because if they do. 
thousands of other people are going to do the same thing. Exactly. They can't do it. Uh, so there are certain laws that are on the books, you know, whatever it might be, chewing gum in a bathtub, you know, these mm-hmm. absurd laws that are still on the books, and they are not enforced. Correct. So uh, what laws do you decide, okay, we're going to have to enforce this one at, at the point of a gun, right. the barrel of a gun. Uh, it, it's very, very, and that's And why, how do they make those decisions? I exactly. Don't... And, and that's why, supposedly, the state was established as a protective force to stop us from messing with each other, these these types of things. But, again, you get into that question of what happens when your money has to be taken from you forcibly even to pay for that protection force. Well, you know, Garner, it's an excellent question, and in most instances, they're never forced to answer it because most people go along with the laws. If they are chewing gum in the bathtub and they do get busted for it, odds are good they're going to go to court, they're going to plead guilty, they're going to take a reduced sentence, and they're going to get out, and they're going to go back to their lives. Um, Nobody, very, very rarely, is the government pushed to the point where they have to make this decision. Because if you were busted for chewing gum in the bathtub and then you didn't go to court, you can damn well bet they're going to send the goon squad after you. And if you don't pay the fine... They're going to send the goon squad after you, but most people don't let it get that far. Ed Brown has, and he has forced the government into the position that they most despise, the position that is either going to reveal them as the violent thugs that they truly are, or is going to reveal them as uh, the cowards that they truly are. They're going to back down from Ed Brown. So either way is a loss for the government um, in this particular case because the people that want them to make a move are getting more and more angry over the time as they don't make a move. The people that um, want them to not make a move are obviously getting more pleased with them for not making the move. And so, I mean, there's no there's no win for the government when you push them to this point. If only more people had the courage, like Ed and Elaine do, to push the government to this point, we really would, I think, get a lot done in this country. More on the way, this is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. You like the show, you want to help support our program, then head over to amp.freetalklive.com. Learn more about the AMP program. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. The idea is a simple one. You simply send in 3 bucks a month to the show via any major credit card or PayPal account and some other options as well. And we will take that money and reinvest it into promoting Free Talk Live to buy half-page ads in Talkers Magazine, to promote the show to as many radio stations, as we possibly can. There are a variety of different ways we're doing this, and they're all um, they're all expounded upon at amp.freetalklive.com. You get some perks too, like access to the amp only call in lines, the chat room, and a forum, and more. All of the details at amp.freetalklive.com makes a big difference for us, and it's totally voluntary. If you can't afford it, no big deal. You can enjoy all of our, f- our website features for free. So amp.freetalklive.com. Let's roll into the phone calls. Talk to Carl in Montreal. You're on Free Talk Live, Carl. Hey there again. Hi, what's on your mind? Well, I'm having a bit of standoff with the uh, Canadian government. It's been going on for like almost a month now. How's that? Well, um, in the United States, um, I was convicted of obscene phone calls, and Mm. it was originally a state case. It was picked up by the federal government. I hope this isn't going to be one of them, is it? Huh? (laughs) I hope this isn't going to be one of the obscene phone calls. Well, my ex-girlfriend and her brother broke in my house, and my ex-girlfriend's brother beat me with a baseball bat and hospitalized me. Uh Uh-oh. I was angry. So I called her over the phone, called her some names. Yeah. I was angry at the time of what happened. There's a law against using obscenities on the telephone? Well, I got five years in jail for it. 
For, for saying you said it was on the phone? Yes. That's incredible. Was and there I more came, than an obscenity, or was it categorized as uh, criminal threatening? It was like uh, harassing calls. Hmm. Harassing, threatening and calls. And you spent five years in a Canadian jail for this? American. Okay, so we won't go into the specifics. The, 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 so I'm, I'm drawing away from the point. So you spent this time in America, and now you're back in Canada, and you're running into problems because of that? Yes, and I did three years probation. Well, I left. And um, they told me I had some time left because I didn't do some time on a violation, mm-hmm. and they didn't give me credit for time served. So they say because I didn't come back and turn myself in and do maybe these couple weeks in jail that they're going to maybe try to give me a charge for not coming back and oh completing this two weeks jail sentence for probation violation because I left my jurisdiction so they can add two more years and file another charge on top of me. So I came to Canada, tried to go to Nunavut up in uh, the Arctic Circle and claim refugee status. And now the Canadian authorities are trying to deport me back to America. And now uh, me and some of the other uh, detainees are filing a lawsuit against the Canadian government, like the equivalent of a class action lawsuit, hmm. saying that the Immigration Act is illegal because it was you know, formed after the 9-11 attacks. And that 9-11 was an inside job, therefore their Immigration Act is based on... Well, that's, that's not going to hold Good up Good luck with that lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not going to work. Um, but, but, you know, hey, you might as well do whatever it takes to... Uh, Forestall getting um, uh, deported. So yeah, you're in jail now. There's no, uh, you know, they're, they're holding you until they deport you. Well, I'm fighting and trying to go to another country. I file for refugee status in Cuba. I'm sure they're dying to have you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Which is worse, Cuba or U.S. jail? Well, uh, Canadian jails. Are, uh, well, U.S. jails are better than Cuban. You can believe that. And uh, Canadian well, jails are better than U.S. jails. The American government did. I'm trying to fight the new world order from Canada. Well, they're good luck. You're in jail, man. America. I mean, what are you going to do? I, I would recommend doing whatever it takes to get out as quickly as possible. But And I've been in a dilemma here. What's your dilemma? Well, they're trying to send me back, and I'm claiming refugee status, and they're trying to argue. And I'm claiming that they used trumped-up charges on me and false evidence in my case. And they're saying that's not you know, relevant for uh, you know, immigration and why I had a criminal charge, even though I have evidence and people willing to testify that, you know, I was assaulted in my own home and all the details of my case, and they used evidence against me that was, you know, well, perjured. Yeah, once, they're not going to allow that once in. Once you've gotten the uh, conviction, um, you really have to take that conviction back before you argue the points of um, that particular case, because at this point, they don't care. They don't care about right. the specifics of the case. They get just care of the fact that you're charged. So... Um, yeah. They care that the U.S. is alleging that you didn't fill out And now out your essentially they're charging sentence. you with a violation of probation, which essentially is true. You've violated the probation for whatever reason that that might be. Probation is really just a ticket back to jail in most cases. Yeah. The vast majority of people on um, But I did probation. the time that they said I didn't do because they owe me credit from time I did I never received. Well, right. see, you, the, we, can't, we can't be the uh, arbiters on any of this. Uh, it's, it's frustrating to hear your story, but uh, the key thing is do you have an attorney? Well, no, that's why I need some legal support, and I'm trying to take this immigration, you know, thing to the uh, high court here and claim, you know, because... Well, you know, if you can prove to them, if you can prove to them that you did do the time and that they are mistaken, then you might have a case. Get that law library as often as you possibly can. They have no law library. They have no law library? Immigration center, they have no law library. No lawyer has come to see me one time. He's like detained at the border Inundate them with letters. Yeah, and also you might even want to approach somebody like the, uh, I don't know, the Unitarian Universalist Church and see if you can get some sort of uh, help to hire an attorney, somebody to give you some money or something to, to help you out. Go to a, go to a charity 
uh, and see if they can help you because you need to get an attorney. If this is the setup and you've done your time and you have a valid argument on your side, you're, you're going to have a really hard time defending Doing it yourself. Doing yourself, no doubt. Carl, good luck. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Doesn't sound like it's going to be um, going too well for you. That's a shame. It's uh, too bad. I mean, we don't know all the circumstances well, about it. Uh, jail's full of innocent guys, so let me tell yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but it's just the case. Yeah. I think I was, in, uh, I was in jail for nine years. I decided that nine of the guys that I met were, in fact, innocent. The rest of them were full of crap. Now I don't know whether this I don't know this the specifics of this guy's case. I do know that he's taking a legal tech that is very unlikely to work. Yeah. Speaking mm-hmm. of people who have uh, gone to jail, Mark, you've got a story out of Bradenton, Florida, about a wedding that went a little on the uh, awry side. Yeah. <laughs> what happened there? Jonathan Franklin Hunter's wedding at the courthouse was a quick, no frills affair. Friday, he exchanged vows, kissed his bride, but the Hunters' plan for a romantic evening on the beach was ruined within minutes. Hmm. Several Manatee County Sheriff's de- deputies, that's, uh, you know, Manatee County obviously is the uh, county that Bradenton is the county mm-hmm. seat of, uh, confronted the bridegroom with a warrant. They arrested Hunter, 21, on suspicion of violating a domestic violence injunction his sister filed in 2005. Hunter left the courthouse in a patrol car wearing handcuffs. Bailiffs would not let the bride kiss or hug him goodbye. Jeez. Hunter's family was angry, saying deputies should have arrested Hunter outside the courthouse. Why? I mean, they're there. It's the courthouse. Seems like a convenient place to do it. <laughs> it, it that it does. I, I I can't really dispute what went on here as far as I'm concerned. It's it's kind of sad. Yeah, it is sad. And, and, and really, it, it points out on yet another reason to not go and get married by the government. You're just putting yourself on their radar screens. Yeah. Folks get married at the courthouse every day. As a matter of fact, I, I had a uh, ex-fiancé who worked there doing just this job. Mm-hmm. She no longer does this job, so I don't think she's the one who turned these guys in. But uh, I've seen... Tens of people get married at the courthouse. My favorite was the guy who got married at the courthouse in the Peekaboo Lounge T-shirt. Oh, that's, yes. that's classic. With, uh-huh. uh, with the silhouette of the girl that was completely naked. Awesome. Nice. nice. Yeah. In Bradenton, where I'm from, now, we call they, it the boo. Do they when you're getting uh, when you're getting married? If you if you aren't doing it through the courthouse, let's say you're just applying for your marriage license, mm-hmm. which again I don't think you should have to do. I think the yeah. government should get the hell out of marriage. But if you're applying for your marriage license, is this a routine thing? Do, do they take the names of both Check, of yeah. the individuals yeah. and run checks? I don't know. Um, or is it only routine if you go through the courthouse? Well, it's likely, uh, certainly being at the courthouse, and I think, yeah, both of you would have to go get the marriage certificate. Um, being mm-hmm. at the courthouse would put you in their presence longer. Um, he wasn't being detained. He was met by deputies. So, Which means they looked into his name before he went into the courthouse. Right. Getting the marriage certificate certainly would have been safer for right. Mr. Hunter. So they than, knew he was going to be there. I guess. I don't know whether he, he had an appointment. Or um, did yeah, he, he show up? He would have had to have gotten the uh, marriage certificate in Florida three days prior. Um, they have a waiting list for marriages. They don't have one for guns. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, So they would have known that he was coming, I guess. That's so yeah, that's that is my question. If you if you know I didn't the answer, think about it, but you're right. Do they do a background check on potential um, bride and gro- brides and grooms? Or yeah, brides and grooms. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. But yet another reason to stay the hell away from government marriage. I don't know why anyone would want it. I understand, Mark. You say you got your government marriage because of some like insurance benefit or something right. like that. You took the 30 pieces of silver so you can have the government uh, the government marriage. I at least and, created a stink while I did it. Um, you know, they wanted to know what my race was for their little statistics, and I wouldn't give it to them. 
Wasn't it business yeah. class or I something? Just, I decided that my race was... They, they, they demanded a race from me, but they did have business as a choice. You know, one of my uh, good it, friends... Otherwise, I would have said I was an Eskimo. One of my good friends uh, is an atheist and also libertarian, and, uh, and he uh, met a girl who was a uh, Seventh-day Adventist, and she wanted to get married, and he didn't want to get married. And it's a fascinating thing if you don't approve of the state sanctioning you in your love, your your relationship, mm-hmm. do you acquiesce if the other half of your relationship says, oh, no, I really want to? You do not. I wouldn't. 1-800-259-9231. There's a reason you have principles. R- relationships are give them. and take. I, you you got to look at the other side. Yeah, well, she should give. Yeah. 800-259-9231. Statist. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves, toll free at 800-259-9231 as we roll into hour number three of the program. It's Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features on our website are for free, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. And, uh, yes, that's right, uh, everything for free. You know, those other radio talk shows, they want to charge you five, six, seven bucks a month. We do it free, so enjoy that. Freetalklive.com. You know, we actually started the show out talking about a uh, bad situation in Albuquerque, Albuquerque, uh, New Mexico, where the police had raided a gay gym because they apparently were having a party with some alcohol present. And I, I guess that's illegal or something. And so they, you know, raided this gym with a bunch of 70-year-old men standing around eating tacos, uh, pointed pointed weapons at these men, forced them to the ground, forced them to stay there as they ran background checks on them. It was just an awful, awful story. And I just happen to have another Albuquerque police-related story to share with you. This one from the email box. Uh, the Albuquerque Tribune reporting, Naked dancing, a dead dog. A police officer with an eye for detail and a can of mace. It's not the beginning to a great country song. It's Sounds the, like a mystery. It's the story laid out in a civil lawsuit filed in state district court recently by Gary and Penny Schenagel against the Albuquerque Police Department and the city. On September 6, 2005, the Northeast Heights couple, married for more than 20 years, decided a bit of romance was the best way to celebrate their youngest child's departure for college. So the last kid is out the door to college, mm-hmm. kids are gone, you finally got the house to yourself, let's have a little time together, you All know? Right. Who wouldn't want that? Clothes came off, music came on. Where's the dead dog come in? And soon, Albuquerque police officer Russell Moore was at their window looking in, <laughs> responding, police say, to a call from a neighbor about loud music. According to the lawsuit, a tape recorder... now. You know, this isn't the uh, the only time we've heard about these peeping Tom cops, about the cops that'll get a call and they'll go and they'll just look through people's windows and watch them for a while. It's kind of kind of spooky. You know, if somebody calls you for a music complaint, wouldn't it make the most sense to just go up to the front door and knock, knock? Uh, the and music's they, too loud. We'd right. have a complaint because, of course, you want to do the best for the neighbor who's upset about the music. Why would you want the music to continue playing while you're out there looking through the window? Why would Why would a police officer approach a home for a music complaint to catch the kids I and guess? look through a window? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he presumed it was kids having a party because normally when you get a music complaint, it's probably kids having a party. Exactly. So he figured. This is my speculation. 
They're trying to think like a cop, right? They want to arrest people for as many violations as they possibly can get, right? So he knew he was going up for a music complaint. He knows that if there's kids having a party, there's a chance there's a bong around. There's a chance there's some, somebody smoking marijuana. Of course, inevitably underage drinking. And he knows if he, if he knocks on the front door, then they're going to put the bong away. And they're going to, uh, you know, conceal their illicit activities. Makes sense. But if he pokes around a little bit, maybe does a little peeping, maybe looks through the window for a while, in this case for six straight minutes. It's a long time. Yeah. That should be a crime. Um, In this case, um, he didn't see any of that. But that was my, uh, that's what I think was going on. Because that way he could say, oh, I saw you with a bong. What do you want to show me what that's all about? Now I've got probable cause to search, blah, blah, blah. But he didn't have all that. According to the lawsuit, a tape recorder on the officer's belt that records his actions indicated he stayed at the window for six minutes before making his way into their home. Wow. Let me read that again. Before making his way into their home. Hold on. He just walked in the house? Yes. Oh, he didn't even knock. He entered. No, he he did not knock. He just came in. That seems a wow. bit, uh, I don't know, out of protocol, a little bit out of line. Are, are the cops supposed to? Is that the, the Supreme Court approved that? I mean, I know they've been uh, case after case giving the police more and more power to, uh, for instance, just kick in people's doors, do no knock raids without even without even alerting people to their presence. But uh, normally that has to do with drug dealers and that sort of thing. This was a noise complaint. Who you know, could possibly def- uh, defend the actions of the cop in this case? And you mentioned probable cause. You know, it's uh, it's amazing to think that where does a probable cause come from to set up a six-minute-long watch on a person's home? And what constitutes uh, a stakeout? You know, uh, yeah. how long do you have to be there before <laughs> you're you're just waiting for something to happen? Well, I don't think – you're not allowed to stake out. It should it should be a, uh, a crime to stake out on private property where you are not welcome and have not been invited. Um, it's one thing to stake out across the street when you've mm-hmm. asked the neighbors, hey, you know, mind if we set out in your living room? We think that there's something bad going across the street. Yeah. It's something completely and entirely different if mm. you're peeping through somebody's window um, and, and then you go into their house – it gets worse from there. Uh, he made his way into their home, alarmed, because, again, if he had knocked, they wouldn't be alarmed. Alarmed, the couple rushed to find their clothes. Gary Shinigal uh, ended up in his wife's robe, confronting the officer who had entered the home without a warrant and made his way to the kitchen. He's lucky he didn't get shot. You d- yeah. You're damn right. Here, accounts of the bizarre night differ, of course, uh, because the police are always going to try to cover up while the citizens are more likely being honest. The Schenegels say that the officer took their fear and their shock as aggression and then sprayed mace at the couple and their dog, who later died from complications. Oh, my God. They killed the dog again. They love to kill dogs. They love to attack and kick and beat and uh, and shoot and spray dogs and cats. Uh, You don't hear the stories about the cats too often, but the reason they do that is to tempt you as the owner of said animal, the owner who inevitably loves their animal very, very much, um, they want to tempt you into making a move. That's the reason they do this stuff. When uh, when a cop comes into your home, there's no reason to kick the dog unless the dog is actually attacking the police officer. In many cases, they don't even bother with a kick. 
they go straight for the gun. And the reason they're doing that is they want you to lunge at them. They want you to lunge so they have the excuse to either beat the hell out of you or to shoot you as well because then you are jeopardizing the safety of their officers. Mm-hmm. And These guys, um, so, this guy who did this deserves to spend some time in jail. Well, there is a lawsuit on the part of the Shenagels. Uh, yeah, but, but it's a civil lawsuit. It isn't going to result in the officer spending any time in jail. It very what rarely does. What he did does. was a criminal offense. Right. The, yeah. And the problem is, is no one's watching the watchers. This guy needs time in jail. He has violated these people's property, and if we did it to him, we would go. It's just one more case where police are treated as, somehow they're morally superior, somehow they're better than we are. Mm-hmm. And you know, I wonder if that police force will get more funds next time they start negotiating, or less funds that are expropriated from the taxpayers. If that were a private company and they had a guy like that, mm. they would be in uh, Their customers would be outraged. Exactly. Those that. guys would have some... Uh, some potty training to do because but they'd be so nervous. It's a great point, clients. Gardner, because there's no uh, there's no incentive to treat customers right. These aren't really customers. They're uh, you know they're your they're wars your serfs. Of the yeah, they're, they're, they're our serfs. You got it. Yeah. Uh, the couple, by the way, it's not over yet. Remember, they they shot the the officer shoots Mace at the couple because again they were. Um, pretty shocked they were um scared and uh he shot mace at them and the dog dog later died the couple then were handcuffed while they were still partially dressed while they were bleeding from being hit with a flashlight and i'm pretty sure they didn't hit themselves with the flashlight so the cop not only maced them but also clubbed them uh, and were prevented from relieving their burning eyes the officer according to the police report said the shenagels were aggressive and I bet they were. Assaulted you him. just walked into the freaking house. <laughs> like, you own the damn place. Like, you pay the mortgage. I You're wonder, a stinking burglar. I wonder if aggressive is the right term. Perhaps defensive yeah. would be appropriate. Of their property, of their castle. Uh, they were, by the way, arrested on charges of battery on a police officer, which were later dismissed. Because, again, if they actually had a case, they'd probably try to take them to court. So, how interesting. They weren't even arrested on noise violation charges or charged with noise violation uh, offenses. They went, they went right for the arrest on assaulting a police officer who had illegally entered their home in the first place. The officer, uh, according to reports, again, uh, they arrested the, the people. Lawsuit says the police officers who arrived later failed to help the family dog and left the home unlocked when they left. Hmm. An Albuquerque TV station broadcast a report showing the couple's home uh, and then noted that the Shenagles uh, weren't available for comment. Guess what happened the next morning? Their home was burglarized. Oh, man. So uh-huh. they were, it was reported on the news... And, and then somebody, somebody knew went there was in nobody and there. In, which, of course, you know who knew for sure that no one was there, and that was the police. 800-259-9231. I mean, they're going to beat people over the head and uh, spray them with mace. I wouldn't put it past them to show up later that night and ransack the place. More on the way. This is a criminal gang. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features totally free there. That includes the bulletin board system, approaching 250,000 posts, over 1,500 people interacting. Serious uh, serious issues and fun stuff all will be found, and they're all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. So get interactive, bbs.freetalklive.com. 
Wouldn't it be great to have an ex-narcotics officer be your personal coach to keep you from getting busted with marijuana? Go to NeverGetBusted.com to view clips of the recently released DVD that's gained world attention. That's NeverGetBusted.com. As we go to the phones, it is Chuck in Nevada on the amplifier line. Chuck, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I was wondering if you ever run into people who say, you know, give you the argument, well, I pay my taxes, and, you know, they're, like, proud of it and just all happy about it. Sure, there are plenty of people like that. I think it's their patriotic duty. Well, I just wonder, how many of those people actually do pay federal taxes? Because, you know, I I hear um, you pay your taxes, I pay my taxes, they get taken out of my check each week. And at the end of the year, they tell you know you got to do your calculations, figure out if you paid in too much or if they owe you money. Right. You're saying they're so, doing calculations and filling out papers versus actually doing the paying. No. Well, my my point is that um, some of these people get more money back than they're paying in. They do. Certainly. You got the earned income tax credit, and you have uh, people who have supposedly gotten back more than what they put into for Social Security and things like that. Right. Exactly. So I'm, you know, I'm sitting here. I'm a single guy. Um, I don't have any kids by choice, which was, you know, pretty easy to make that decision. You know, decide to have kids or not. Um, and I'm end up substituting these people. You're subsidizing, you mean? Yeah, subsidizing. You're absolutely so, right. You know, um, it's funny. The I can't remember the, the, her name, but the first per- woman to the first person was a woman who received Social Security. She lived to be like a hundred and two. <laughs> she had paid in like sixteen dollars into Social Security and received out a hundred and sixty thousand. It was nice. uh, some incredible uh, number like well, that. Well, if you're on the top of the pyramid scheme, then it works fairly well. Yeah, you well got for that you. right. And I love the people who tell us that it was originally designed to be just simply an insurance program for those people. It's like, if that's the case, then why the very year after it started did people start drawing from it? They couldn't so put the anything that, in. I mean, yeah. we're, we're subsidizing the whole government, every single government employee. Mm-hmm. We are subsidizing all the people on welfare, all the people on Social Security and Medicare and all these other programs, the war on drugs, and the, you know, and not only those people, but now we're subsidizing regular other taxpayers, too. It's that's true. how it that's, works. That's what the earned income tax credit, is that what you're referring to? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you know what's great on that is the rhetoric that's so funny, especially by the Democrats. They call those people, they want to give a, a better tax cut to working Americans. That's the lingo they use. Anytime you hear a Democrat say working Americans, and they want to give them a, a better tax cut, and uh, they want to make sure that the, uh, that the rich pay their fair share, what they mean is they're going to raise the rates, the top marginal rates, on the highest earners, who are the ones who can leverage their money to help really mm-hmm. increase investment and start up new businesses. And they're going to... They'll increase the taxes on them, and they will increase the earned income tax credit for the so-called working Americans. That's oh, what no. they, yeah. And you can be you can be far above the poverty line with X number of kids and get the earned income tax credit. You can right. be four times above the poverty line How and get into the children's health. How long before the system thing. just collapses? That's a great question. No one knows the answer. Um, it's um, inevitable, however. All empires fall uh, over time. It's just a matter of when. So, yeah, I don't know the yeah. answer, and it's all speculation as far as when that's going to be. I mean, it's in a state of collapse right now as far as I'm yeah. concerned. I mean, the, the dollar continues to drop in value. Uh, the expenditures overseas continue to multiply. The, the debt mounts every right. single year. 
thing I hate worst is I just want to pay off a piece of land so that I know that I have a, a place to sleep at night no matter what. Well, mm-hmm. as long as you pay the property taxes, yeah, you'll that's, have that. No, yeah, that's you can what rent I mean. It. There's those taxes there, and no matter what, I'm going to have to pay them. And if I can't, you know, it would at least be nice just to have that piece of land that I yeah, you won't, own They'll no take you what. and they'll put you on their piece of land behind some bars if, <laughs> uh, if you don't pay the, uh, the government thugs in that particular case. And so, yeah, you're right. There are these people out there that are real proud of, you know, paying taxes into this wealth they redistribution system. <laughs> yeah. And I was actually on a, uh, a morning show here in Keene today with uh, Al Coolis, one of the local hosts on the station. And it was a lot of fun. We spent a whole hour together. And one of the calls toward the end of the, the show show we're talking about immigration and this guy comes on and he starts going off about how they're taking our benefits and they're taking benefits and i said you know look so are other americans right there are plenty of americans taking the benefits it's the benefits that are the problem it's the welfare that's the problem and then people just shut up and they don't know what to say to that no he didn't well he didn't shut up he just kept repeating his point over and over again and i i mean i i repeated mine as well in in a slightly different way and it like you can't get a welfare problem it's not an immigration problem chuck thanks for the call we appreciate only citizens can take from their neighbors. Come on. Don't you guys know? Yeah. Right. I mean, if, if you care so much for these poor, downtrodden people in America that are getting these benefits, why the heck don't you care for the poor, downtrodden people in Mexico? Why, well, why aren't we Why aren't we doling out all kinds care. of money to them? See, he didn't really care about that necessarily. He just accepted the welfare program as self-evident that the welfare must exist he couldn't even uh, he couldn't even really conceptualize of the idea that hey and I pointed this out I said this is a plank in the communist manifesto and it's been taken for granted here in America at this point why don't we get back to talking about liberty instead of increasing the size of the state increasing enforcement why why can't we talk about getting rid of welfare and it just breezed right on by this guy it's he didn't incredible. he didn't even like make a connection to possibly getting rid of welfare. And then there was another call that came in where he liked what I was saying about getting rid of welfare, but then he, he, you know, he took the attitude of, well, that's not possible. So therefore we have to restrict the free movement of people from other countries to come in here and to be able to work, to allow us to get the biggest bang for our buck, which allows us to better our lifestyles and have a better uh, standard of living with greater productivity. You mean immigration does uh, exactly. increase standard of living. Somehow right. they've got to stop this. Yeah, they've got right. to stop this, and they've got to have these strong arm tactics on companies. They've got to make sure that they, mm-hmm. you know, just find them twenty thousand dollars in protectionism, offense, four years in unionism, jail. Unionism, the whole thing. You know, I had the same discussion yesterday it's and today so on the uh, Ron Paul two thousand eight board. Somebody's on there spreading their anti-immigrant garbage. I said that this is a site meant um, meant to uh, get Ron Paul elected. Please keep your bigoted crap to yourself. Mm. And it just elicited, you know, just from both sides of the issue, yeah. um, elicited all kinds of response. I said, look, like I said before, this is a forum to get Ron Paul elected. If you want to talk about it and you've got guts, please call my radio show tonight. Yeah. And I gave yeah. the number and everything. Excellent. It's now two and a half hours into the show. No and not one of these quivering cowards has called Nothing. in. Mm. Hey, you know what? You know what, Mark? It's funny you should bring that up because if you were to talk to some people about regulations on smoking... And you say, you know, they use this flimsy, retarded excuse that, oh, well, we all pay for everybody's health care, so therefore right. we can regulate what you do in your own home. Uh, uh, to the Government is an excuse for itself. Yeah. Then why don't you say, okay, are you going to rela- regulate businesses? 
to tell them who they can and cannot hire and fire and what they can and cannot sell from certain countries. It's the same principle. Let someone else be free to operate his life the way he wants to. He's not bringing harm to anybody. You're so radical. So radical. 800-259-9231. Thinking like that that needs to be censored. (laughs) This is Free Talk Live. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. You can join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free. And uh, that does include the Shrine of Female listeners. Dozens and dozens of ladies, including our brand newest Shriner, Christina, are all on the Shrine. They're proving that they listen to the show and they're validated photos. You can see what I mean by heading over to Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com. That is Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com. Yes, it is true. There are ladies who love liberty and uh, and they're real. <laughs> they are. Uh, so Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com. Pop quiz. What do Washington politics and libertarianism have in common? Answer? Very little. But the Prometheus Institute at readpi.com is looking to change that by implementing practical and innovative solutions to today's most pressing policy issues. Visit readpi.com today. That's readpi.com. So we've been talking, uh, we're talking a little bit about immigration, and you actually had a story, Gardner, uh, in regards to one of the other crazy things that's happening down on the southern border today with all this immigration enforcement going on. They're really having a, they're being, they're they're really effective at keeping people out of the country, aren't (laughs) they? This is amazing. On the same day that there was a report from the AP that says that uh, Harry, Mr. Super Strong uh, Reed in the Senate might find a tactic to bring back the Senate immigration proposal, which has just inflamed so many conservatives mm-hmm. and gotten them so upset. There's another story to stoke the fires. This one coming from the Washington Times, which, of course, is going to try to find as many stories to make uh, illegal immigrants look as bad as possible. Right. Uh, it says, U.S. Border Patrol agents seeking to secure the nation's border in some of the country's most pristine national forests are being targeted by illegal aliens who are using intentionally set fires to burn agents out of observation posts and patrol routes. I, Wait, are they actually burning them while they're in the opera, the uh, the posts? Well, the rest of the story is amazing, and it's a serious thing. I shouldn't laugh at it, but it's just it's so absurd. We've gotten to, to this point where... Well, they want a war on immigration. If you want to start a war, then... Apparently, they don't have much to lose. Might as well fight back. Here we go. The wildfires, and this is the real serious part, the wildfires have destroyed valuable natural and cultural resources in the... Well, you can decide whether it's valuable to you or mm-hmm. not. I always have the... Well, they're valuable cultural resources. Oh, really? Well, I thought culture was defined... Subjectively. But anyway, um, uh, the wildfires have destroyed valuable natural and cultural resources in the national forest system and pose an ongoing threat to visitors. Another reason why we should privatize the national forest system. Sure. Uh, residents and responding firefighters. Because I don't to, get value out of it, I can tell you that. That's, neither do I. They're going to charge me if I want to go and I walk know. in that forest. Oh, man. According to federal law enforcement authorities and others, in the Colorado National Forest in Arizona, with 60 miles of land along the U.S.-Mexican border, U.S. Forest Service firefighters sent in to battle fires to clear wild land fire areas are required to be escorted by armed law enforcement officers. Armed smugglers of aliens and drugs have walked through the middle of active 
active firefighting operations, the authorities said. The Border Patrol's Tucson, Arizona sector, which encompasses most of the Colorado forest, has the highest incidence of cross-border violators in the nation. Nearly 500,000 aliens were apprehended last year alone. Jeez. Last month, the Border Patrol, in a single operation targeting illegals, caused... Uh, causing what Forest Service officials called significant damage to the Colorado National Forest, apprehended more than 300 of them along just a three-mile section of the U.S.-Mexico border. Anyway, it goes on. It says at least five fires were set below a Border Patrol observation post during the uh, operation in an effort to burn the agents out, to answer your question. Yeah, it's very interesting because when you take a look at the war on drugs, there really isn't much of a war going on. Yeah, there's definitely some conflict in uh, in northern Mexico. Uh, the gangs, you know, fighting one another to create exclusive distribution in certain territories. But but between the gangs and the cops, there's very little conflict. There is some, you know, in that the gangs might threaten the police. But this is kind of unprecedented. I've at least never heard about yeah. uh, the the uh, the black marketeers actually engaging in offensive. Uh, actions you know, against Ian, the, the cops. You just brought something up that really ticks me off, and 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 this is just a personal thing. My dad served in World War II, you know, and Roosevelt might have set things up. In fact, I think he did set things up to get like guys like my dad to think that they had a duty to go in and defend us sure. against attackers, Japan, the Axis powers. Okay, but they at least had the honor to declare war. And you've got these people using that terminology, war, because right. it sounds like, oh, it's such a great struggle. It's a monumental effort on our part. It's not war. Yeah, they've turned it, it is, into this throwaway term that yeah, can be used it, on anything. It, it, it's exactly right. It's a totally disposable term that does such disrespect to guys like my dad and my uncle who was run over by tanks in Europe and shot at and saved five guys' lives in what was a properly declared war which was supposed to have certain rules. Now, I understand in the abstract people could say, well, you know, state against state, you know, how can mm-hmm. you have rules and things like that? But if we are operating under certain laws that these politicians think that they want to uphold and they tell us uh, in their great patriotic fervor that they are going to swear an oath to uphold the Constitution, blah, 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 then please... Don't spit on my father's grave mm. and say we're in a war on drugs or a stinking war on terror when you haven't even stinking had the guts to declare any sort of war. Right. Well, maybe they'll finally get a war. I mean, maybe this is actually the beginning of a, uh, a real war. And, you know, maybe not. Maybe – and here's how cynical I am. We just finished a story not too long ago about a lone police officer going in, clubbing a couple over the head with his flashlight, macing them and their dog, killing their dog. Uh, you know, there's story after story of police just out of control doing terrible things to innocent people. And there's also plenty of stories of police corruption, plenty of stories of border corruption. I wouldn't put it past these guys because we've had stories, again, about not just about corruption, but also in the military of them just shoving brand new tools and things like that off the sides of aircraft carriers so they can get a new budget for the next year. Sure. If a Border Patrol substation burns to the ground by arson mm. does that mean they get a you know boost in funds next year to build sure. themselves an all new state of the art substation it's a flashpoint we got to do something about what it. are the chances that the border patrol guys are setting the fires on their own well it's clear that uh, we need them because it's the immigrants setting the fires so yeah it, it, it's not impossible 
They're claiming that the immigrants are setting the fires, but do they have any evidence to prove that? Right, it's just an unfounded claim. Right. There's no reason why they couldn't just go and light their own damn fire underneath their little squadron area. I mean, don't they have cameras and guys watching at the, the little Border Patrol checkpoints? There, there are people there, aren't there? Seems to me that they've failed in their job if uh, immigrants are coming along and uh, setting their watchtowers <laughs> right. on fire. I think we should fire all of them and at the very least start over. Yeah. Well, I think we should fire them all, end welfare, and then open the borders. What do you think? I concur. 800-259-9231. Am I, am I being too cynical, Gardner? Or no, is that a you possibility? Know, I was just thinking, listening to you, you fine gentlemen, uh, coming up with some very logical questions to ask how someone on the, the, the very rabid uh, pro-Republican, supposedly pro-Republican side uh, might say, listen to those guys, just disrespecting the work that these people are doing down on the border. These Don't heroes. they know what these guys go through? There have been people who've tried to do their job, and they've gone to federal prison, blah, 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 and the federal government hasn't even backed them up. Hey, maybe that's another reason to get the federal government out of it. Mm. Maybe if you want to protect the border, you should have the people who are handling it on the local level and who know the problems right. decide for themselves the way the founders intended it. And, you know, I, we, we mentioned off the air, uh, we were talking a little bit about the immigration thing. Just if people want to look it up, just look up what Thomas Jefferson said during the Alien and Sedition Acts. And because he said immigration is a state purview. It's always been a state purview. It's supposed to be a state purview. End of story. Right. And these people that, you know, supposedly the party of Jefferson, the party of Lincoln, what a joke that is. <laughs> um, they they say, oh, the federal government's got to get involved. When has the federal government done anything right? That's a great, great question. If you have an answer to that one, 1-800-259-9231. That is the toll-free SACL CAI line. I've actually got a positive immigration story coming up here from the email box and your calls as well. If you make them now, we'll be able to fit you in. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves even in these remaining moments. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Just enough time for your call at 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features for free. Though it isn't, doesn't cost us nothing to run the website. We, have, we do have to pay for these things. And, and be, well, be leading to that end, we have certain ways that we can raise those funds. And one of those ways is the store. At store.freetalklive.com, you go, you buy Free Talk Live-related merchandise, you get cool shirts and stuff, and you help Free Talk Live out. We've got the brand-new Free Talk Live multi-gadget, 2 gigabytes. We've sold over 65 of these so far. They're less than 60 bucks. 2 gigabyte MP3 player slash FM tuner slash voice recorder slash flash drive all rolled into one with our snazzy logo emblazoned on it. Again, less than 60 bucks for that. There's uh, several Free Talk Live clothing items, everything from T-shirts to hoodies to beanie caps. Uh, you'll find all of that there, store.freetalklive.com. You'll also find that the items that, uh, that we've created so far, and there's brand new ones as well, getting rave reviews from the people that, uh, that have had them shipped to them, high-quality merchandise, we didn't cut corners, not cheap crap. Ian, I don't understand. You mean this isn't like the Corporation for Public Broadcasting where people's money is taken from them anyway, and then you come on and say, for an $800 donation, yeah. you can get this very fine Woody Guthrie thimble. <laughs> yeah, it's not like that at all. We give away our product, and uh, you can pay for it if you like. Pretty cool. All right, let's go to the phones and talk to Chris in Indianapolis. You're on Free Talk Live. Chris, what's on your mind? Hey, uh, I was wondering, um, are you guys going to make a shrine for the 
dozens and dozens of male listeners? Never. No. <laughs> so the thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, so who's interested in looking at that? Huh? Who's interested in looking at that besides the males that happen to have gotten their picture? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I might join the ant program if you guys do that. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> tempting. I mean, it's only three bucks, right? Yeah. Dude, you should join the ant program now just because they have the shrine of female listeners. Uh, well, you know, we've there I, there have been such things as listener shrines in the past. There are a few threads on the uh, the bulletin board system where listeners are are encouraged to post their pictures. You can certainly add it to the sure. wiki at wiki.freetalklive.com. You, you could. Yeah, I, there may actually be a male shrine There's on the so wiki. There's so many hundreds of page, idea. pages that's, that's difficult oh, yeah. to know. So you you go ahead and you take the initiative and uh, by all means have fun with it, okay? <laughs> yeah, sure. Thanks, Chris. Right. Appreciate the call. 800-259-9231. B- believe it or not, the shrine for me is actually a fairly time-consuming activity. Uh, we haven't really yeah. automated it to any extent. You've so got to be thorough. You've got to get it checked out. I have to know? go in there and I have to you know, uh, resize the pictures. I have to upload them to the site. It takes me a few minutes to put a shrine picture up. And there's so many more male listeners, it would be insane if I, if I no, had to spend all exactly. the time on it. There, there is, however, a uh, shrine of gay listeners. Um, there you go. You can, have a, you can have a shrine of uh, Free Talk Live pets on the, the uh, wiki if you wanted to. It's totally up to you what you create there. Let's go to Dave in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hey, Dave. Dave? Hey, everybody's talking about the borders. It's a heavy-duty subject right yeah. now, but none of the talk shows, none of the talking pads, none of the papers, none of the news channels talk about the security. The security, prosperity, partnership. Mm. It's SPP agreement that our president brought us into. It's like a a corporate decision because they can't really do a treaty anymore because I think the Constitution is null and void. They're yeah, going pretty much. on international law. Yeah. If you check out, if you guys do a summary show on, on this, uh, Agreement that we we're well aware in. of it. Uh, it's spp.gov. That's the government's own public website about it. Right. And, and uh, there are some people that are that talking about it. Dave, Ron Paul is talking about this. He has addressed. If you it. look into that agreement, exactly what's going on, what they want to do with, to the borders, is entailed in this agreement. This SPP. Uh, treaty. You, that's what you could call it. It's not a treaty. It didn't go through the Senate because right now our government, the three branches, are at each other's throats for power. And, I don't and know if they're like at each the other's throats. The president is winning out as long as we're in this war, so-called war, and I agree with the other guy there. We can't declare war. We're a part of the U.N., once you're a member of the U.N., you give up your right to declare war on a country. You have to go to the U.N., tell your problem to them, and then you've got to be approved. That's why I don't think, was we George Bush approved to attack Iraq? To go into Iraq. Well, I don't think but George Bush was approved to attack Iraq, The oil thing went away. So yeah, was, I see were, where you're coming from in that the UN probably does uh, have some overarching rules of the uh, well, of on course, top of us. But if you're a member to be a member of the UN, you can't just go around declaring war. No but that's more. what they. I mean, okay. But wait a minute. But George Bush didn't ask the UN's permission no, to invade Iraq. No, we went Iraq. over their head. We just went in there anyway. You know why? Because we had them by the short hairs about the food for oil. I see Kofi what you're saying. Kofi Annan and all his sons, they should have been hung. They, mm. they, there was so much money ripped off. Oh, the UN the should UN be disbanded. So it's an embarrassment. And 
who pays for the UN? Us. We do, yeah. We, we yeah. are the biggest payer to them. The, all our equipment got the UN things on it. Isn't it like we, 75% of the money going into the UN is from the United States? Something yeah, absurd I, like I, that. So it's all a big scam. We're getting the big Abbott and Costello. Who's on first? What's on second? <laughs> who's on? I don't know. No, no, he playing outfield. But it's catching up to him now. Everybody knows it. And. And Mr. Brown, God bless him. He's I, a brave I man, Ed Brown. The angels go to him, and, and all the FBI and federal agents fall down dead. Thank you, David. Great call. Appreciate hearing from you. I don't agree, though, that the three branches of government are fighting it out amongst themselves. It seems to me that, yes, the executive branch is the dominant branch at this point, but it seems like everybody else is rolling over for them. I don't as see any fighting. As long as they can get more power accrued to the federal government and yeah. their agencies, that's fine, because the Democrats will look forward to being able to be in control of the mechanism they're allowing George Bush to start up Precisely now. right. Quick email from Matt. He says, guys, I was listening to your podcast recently, and you were talking about illegal aliens. I believe it was you, Ian, who mentioned that the anti-illegal alien people would argue that the illegals gather in their own communities and refuse to speak English. This reminded me of a story my father told me. His father immigrated to the United States from Italy. While he did it legally, like many immigrants, he was not necessarily accepted into this country with open arms. No, it's not like, uh, you know, for the bigots in this country, it doesn't matter. Now they've given themselves legality so they have a better excuse, um, but... You know, we've we've hated immigrants in this country for a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't, but I, when you say we, you mean we, the country, people in America. My grandfather ended up in Colorado. Remember, immigrant from Italy. He lived in a community with many other Italians. They were coal miners. Great job, by the way. They uh, were more or less unwanted because it was said that they were taking jobs right. from other They're working Americans. for less. Other immigrants at the time who were living side by side with the Italians were Czechs and other Eastern Europeans. These people actually ended up fighting for better working conditions and pay for miners, both American and immigrant miners. They a lot of union, uh, a lot of the, the the progress that's been made for workers in the United States has been made by uh, Im- immigrants. They physically fought a small war where men, women, and children died for these things. He says, just look up the Ludlow Massacre. My grandfather was not involved in that incident that I know of. It's just a little footnote in history, one that shows the importance of immigrants that many American workers might not realize. My grandfather died alone in a coal mine in 1935 when the mine collapsed and crushed him from the neck down. Mm. He was so badly crushed that the undertaker had to stuff his chest with cotton to make it look normal for the funeral. Mm. My grandfather was simply working hard to make a living for his family, and he had gone to the mine early that morning so he could get a jump on the day. See, miners at the time were paid by the ton of rock that they mined and not by the hour. If he hadn't been a hard worker and a go-getter, he might have been alive to raise his children. Anyway, my father told me this story when he was a child, about five or so. Uh, told me this story when he... Man, I don't know. Father. Uh, okay. Oh, that's when it happened. He told me he would go over to his friend's house, who was Czechoslovakian and only spoke Czech. He was Italian and only spoke Italian in his household. What might the English-speaking anti-immigration overlords of the time have said about this? Anyway, he told me that one day he came back home from his friend's house and would only speak to his mom in Czech. His mom didn't understand, but after a while, my father started speaking Italian again. My grandmother spoke fluent Italian and broken English until the day she died. I remember her well. My dad got a Master's of Art degree and became a high school English teacher. Yes, illegal aliens are illegal, but only because the government says so. Bad law is bad law and should be disobeyed. That's all I have to say from Matt.
Wow. Good job, Matt. 1-800-259-9231. The fact is... The immigrants country was built by immigrants. Built the country. They fought for uh, for a lot of freedoms. And they learn English. You know, Over time, generation to generation, they learn English because it makes sense to do that. You don't have to force them to. It's amazing to me, these uh, German car driving, Gesundheit saying, pizzas, um, pizza eating Americans that say, they're going to ruin our culture. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it for is God's amazing. sake, what are you talking about? Do you eat Chinese food, you nut? They are your culture. Great point, Mark. Yeah. And uh, thanks, gents. Been fun as always. Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. We shall return tomorrow night. You can join us in the meantime online for fun and excitement at freetalklive.com. See you tomorrow night.